Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, man, do I have some great news for you. Bet Online, our partners, they remain our number one source and your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. Golf, horse racing, NBA, college basketball, UFC, MMA, and a heck of a lot more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Listen, all you have to do is head on over to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's B-L-E-A-V to receive your rewards. Bet Online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Get started today. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. It is indeed March, and you know what that means. College basketball takes center stage. And hey, it's a sport fan's dream because of the possibilities for major upsets and fascinating stories. And if you're like me, you fill out that bracket and watch the underdogs and small schools go toe-to-toe with the sports giants. It's three weeks of college basketball at its finest with the best performers turn into legends. The spectacle of March, well, it builds on months of stories about team successes and struggles. College basketball reporters understand the impacts of the tournament on the sports finances and pro prospects for players. Aspiring sports journalists learn how to tell the stories of March and more at St. Bonaventure University. SBU offers an entirely online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism for newcomers to the field. There are actually no graduate exam requirements for admission, and you can enroll with a bachelor's degree in any field. Your love of the game and drive toward innovative storytelling finds a home at SBU. This sports journalism program can be completed in less than two years with flexibility built into the curriculum. Experienced faculty teach interviewing skills, journalistic ethics, and other essential skills for success in this profession. Many students have gone on to cover sport on the big stage, including myself, Adrian Wojnarowski, and Tim Bontemps. Get in touch with an enrollment advisor today at sbujournalism.com. That's sbujournalism.com. And learn how you can become a sports journalist. That's sbujournalism.com. Hey, this is Linda Cohn from ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter, back with you all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. We are brought to you by the Allen Angus Pub, Bowers & Company, CPAs, Liverpool Physical Therapy, and our terrific friends over at Brewerton Ace Hardware, right in front of the Brewerton Bridge, Route 11. If you're in and around Central New York, in Brewerton, they have everything and anything you need for your house inside or outside over there at Burton Ace Hardware. Hey, we're getting into the spring season, summer season before you know it. Pick up those Traeger grills and a heck of a lot more at Burton Ace Hardware. Can't wait to bring on my next guest as baseball season is officially here. He is the author of a brand new book called Major League Debuts 2023. It's a detailed uh Uh, look at uh, all the players who made big-time debuts in 2022. Uh, We're talking Adley Rushmore. We're talking many others. Stephen Kwan, uh, Julio Rodriguez, Michael Harris II, the MVP of the World Series, Jeremy Pena. Detailed bios and a full career stat list for all 303 players to debut in the big leagues in 2022. Again, you can pick it up at your uh, local bookstore, Barnes & Noble, etc. Amazon.com, online where books are found. It is again called Major League Debuts 2023, and the author is James Bailey. James, welcome to the program. Congrats. I'm doing good. Thanks a lot, Mike. Appreciate it. 
So obviously so many players making their debuts every year in Major League Baseball. 2022 was obviously a huge year for so many. Who do you think had the best debut in 2022 in, in the big leagues? Yeah, there were so many that had really nice. I mean, you've got both Rookie of the Year, uh, Michael Harris and Julio Rodriguez, both came up for the first time last year. So it's kind of hard call between the two of them. Um, you had uh, guys like Stephen Kwan winning a gold glove and surprising everybody. Uh, you have, obviously, Adley Rushman, who I put on the cover of the book. He had a really, really nice second half. Probably would have had an even better season if not for the injury in spring training that kind of delayed his start there. Sure. So many good rookies, though. Yeah, no doubt. And Adley Rushman, you bring him up. I mean, I thought the Orioles, you know, they had a really great second half. And, uh, you know, with, with the core players there, they've I think they've got a shot to make the playoffs this year. Obviously, the watered-down uh, Rob Manfred baseball with the extra wild card helps. But um, when you watch Adley Rushman play baseball, what do you see? What are you thinking when you see him on a daily basis? I see a guy who is going to be one of the – I think he could be an all-star catcher as soon as this year. He's a guy that does it on both sides. He's a switch hitter. He did struggle versus lefties last year, but I don't think that's a long-term concern. So, uh, I mean, you have you have a real building block, and they have a lot of really nice young players coming through. I mean, Gunnar Henderson made oh, his so debut good. last yeah. year. Yeah. Uh, they've got other guys coming up. Uh, I mean, they're, you look at Grayson Rodriguez, could be in that rotation this year. They have a really, really nice crop of young guys coming through. You know, you bring up Julio Rodriguez, and he's one of those kind of guys, you know, right away early in, in his tenure, he's super young. Um, you probably could say he's at least, I would say a four tool player, right? A lot of people say he's a five tool player. I might lean that far myself. Um, you know, he's from the Dominican. He's got that flair about him. Uh, he plays outfield, you know, he's trying to model his game after junior. Um, you know, he's already got, I mean, <laughs> you want to talk debut, man, all MLB second team, all AL rookie of the year, silver slugger award. And he was an all-star in his rookie campaign. With Julio Rodriguez at the ripe old age of 22, do you kind of get the sense that this is the next him and maybe some others, Rutschman, the next wave, right? Because we had the Harper Machado wave, then we had kind of the Acuna wave right now, and we've had a couple of waves since then. Now this more like 2021, 2022, 2023 time period, it feels like it's a two, three-year chunk where we're getting four or five of these guys, and there's nobody who you want to watch more in that group than this guy? Uh, he's he's exciting every time he's out there. I mean, obviously, he captivated people in the All-Star uh, weekend with his home run uh, derby performance. Unfortunately, it did kind of uh, – they aggravated a wrist injury doing that, and it yep. kind of knocked him out for a few days afterwards. But there were a lot of things that went right for him, and there was still room for him to improve. He did have a couple of dead spots throughout the year. He didn't start off on fire. Uh, there's a lot of ceiling there, and he's going to be an exciting player to watch for a long time. He really is. You know, he kind of has that um, that Bryce Harper thing about him, you know, where he, he you can just tell in the on-deck circle, and I haven't seen him play in person, I, you know, only on TV. But I covered Bryce Harper when he was in AAA for the Syracuse Chiefs, and I remember the first time I went to go watch him, I was sitting there in awe of just how he was warming up. You know, there's certain guys in a batting circle. There's certain guys early in, in their career throwing the football. 
you can just kind of tell you're like, wow, he just looks different warming up. You know, Julio seems that way to me. What, what do you think? Well, you've got, I mean, just the, the physical presence, but I think there's also, especially with some of these kids who have been kind of the guy since they signed, right. um, it's just point. the way they carry themselves, you know? Yeah, no, that's a great point. I mean, they've, they've kind of had that, you know, that, that kind of pressure on them and that understanding from, you know, age 16, let's say in, in the case of Harper and I'm sure Julio pretty, pretty close to that age, um, yeah, it's it's going to be fun to watch him play the rest of the way. What gave you the idea, um, James, to do this book? You know, major league debuts. I mean, there's so many books written by uh, many people, but not many have written about the debuts of players. This is kind of a new idea. So, when did you get the idea? How did it all come to fruition, man? Uh, it was sort of towards the second half of the season last year, and I was just uh, I think kind of captivated how many great players were coming up, and and it's also it goes beyond you know we're talking about the top rookies, but there are a lot of really good stories for guys who, you know, they might be cup of coffee guys, maybe they're not even we, we might have some of these guys that came up, but yeah, guys breaking in when they're thirty, thirty one, uh, they've gone through some pretty interesting roads to get there these guys just don't give up uh so you know i figured all these guys have stories to tell and it's it's hard sometimes to find information about guys who aren't top prospects and you know find yourself looking up information here and there trying to see what you can find or you remember you heard something about them a couple months ago and can't track it down so i kind of wanted to just grab these stories and, and you know save them uh, so yeah, I, I started working on it towards the end of the year, uh, towards the end of the season. And it was a, a lot of work <laughs> to get done in a few months. So I've already started working on next year and should have a lot, uh, a lot more time to put it together. Yeah, it's terrific for sure. A great read for those of you who love the game of baseball and sports in general. James Bailey is the author of a brand new book uh, online where books are sold in your neighborhood bookstore and Barnes and Noble, of course, major league debuts, 2023. It's the Detailed bios and the full career stats for all uh, 303 players to debut in the big leagues uh, from 2022. Um, when did you first fall in love with the game uh, of baseball, James? When was it? Do you remember? Uh, I don't know if there was a moment, but I, I was I was pretty young. We moved to Seattle when I was uh, nine years old. Okay, so you and, really uh, love Julio. <laughs> we had Mariners back yeah. then, yeah. yeah. And they, they weren't very good, <laughs> but yeah. I loved them anyway, so... Well, they have the, uh, right now, what, the longest playoff drought, don't they? Just broken? Yeah, they they did finally snap that. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, we'll have to keep, shut the timer on somebody else. Now. Yeah, yeah. So so how old a guy are you, if you, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, I'll be 54 this month. Okay. So, so I, you... was, uh, I was a Mariner fan back in the 70s. Wow. Uh, we moved there um Two years, well, it was 1978, the end of the season, okay. when we moved there. And my uncle used to take me to games. Okay. And, uh, yeah, that's that's when it bit me. Um, so. Yeah, I'm 43, will be 44 in December, and I'm a diehard Yankee fan. And, obviously, I know you're probably tired of hearing that from people. But, um, you know, as long as Brian Cashman's around, you don't have to worry about the Yankees. Um, but 95 was such a crazy wild card series the Yankees were the first wild card you still had Seattle you know they were kind of tinkering on you know are they going to stay or not and the and they're down 0-2 after the New York games and Mattingly homers and the roof blows off and Laritz homers and the roof blows off then they go to Seattle and lose three in a row and Griffey comes motoring around third base on the Edgar base hit 
and uh, Seattle is forever saved, you know, for baseball. Um, what were you doing when Griffey <laughs> slid into home plate? You know, that was that was an incredible, that's the iconic Seattle sports moment. I know that the Seahawks have won a Super Bowl, uh, but I'm talking about like in the city of Seattle. That is the moment. Where were you? Take me through your emotions during that game. I think there was probably a lot of fist pumping going on there. Yeah, no, I was uh, I was literally about to move back to Seattle at that point in time. I was, uh, okay. I want to say my apartment was all packed up. I was living in North Carolina at the time, and wow. I was uh, I moved back uh, that October. Uh, I'd been gone for about six years, and so you know it just served me right. You know, you leave and then they get good, but um, but uh, yeah, no, it was a pretty incredible time. You had you know, Edgar Martinez, there were a lot of heroes on that team. No doubt about that. Um, what do you hope people say about the book when they get done with it? I just like, uh, you know, people to appreciate that the detail, uh, I tried to put a lot into the, the, the write-ups for the players going back in a lot of cases, as far as, you know, their youth ball, high school, um, you know, for, for a lot of the star players, that's easier to find, but, uh, you know, you dig. I looked through newspapers all over the country. Um, everything's online now. Um, yeah. But it's uh, when I first started writing it, the the write ups were, you know, three or four hundred words a guy, and by the time I was done, they were pushing a thousand, and I had to go back and kind of beef guys up because I really kind of found a lot more information as I went. I found better sources, sure. and I just kind of got a better system for going through it. So, I, I, you know, I mean, I was trying to be detailed, and I hope people can appreciate that and, uh, you know, find the stories, you know. So the final thing I wanted to get into with you is um... – you know, your media career and and your author career, has it always been this way? When did you start? Did you go to journalism school? Did you learn on your own? I always like to hear people and, uh, you know, their journey. So why don't you, uh, you know, enlighten myself and more importantly, my listeners in terms of, you know, your, your journey through this thing. I went to North Carolina State. Uh, and at the time I was in school, I was working for the Durham Bulls. Oh, wow. Uh, you know, obviously... Wow. Uh, very famous. Uh, and it was shortly after the movie came out. It was early nineties. Oh, that's and cool. I, I, uh, started working at baseball America. I did a journalism minor and C state didn't offer a major that the, the journalism school down there is in North Carolina. And, uh, when I started at baseball America as an intern, um, baseball America and the Durham bulls were both owned by miles Wolf at that time. So yeah, there was yeah. kind of a, a, a very heavy crossover between the two operations. And um, so I, I worked as an intern and then I, I moved into a full-time role there when I uh, finished school. Uh, so I, I worked there. I'm Like I mentioned, I moved back to Seattle for a few years, but then I, I returned to Baseball America, did another three years there. Um, I've worked with them, not not real recently, but I did do a bunch of like Marlins top 30 lists and I did some other stuff for them, um, you know, back in the like 2012 to 2015 range. Um, I kind of let that go because I was working on other books. I've written a bunch of novels, uh, a couple about baseball. Cool. Uh, one, one was set at the old Durham Athletic Park called The Greatest Show on Dirt. Uh, so that's... Um, kind of where I've gotten to uh, about this is, you know, now writing an actual, this is the first nonfiction book that I've done and uh, there will be more. 
I enjoyed this one quite a bit. So hopefully people will like it. Yeah, I mean, they're going to love it. Um, actually, I lied. I got one more for you. Uh, we are obviously days away, as I record this with you, from the start of this campaign in 2023 for Major League Baseball. We've got a lot of changes to the game. You know, we got bigger bases, which, which I think are ridiculous. I, I hate cartooning the game. I hate faking it. Uh, I, I hate I, I hate I hate trying to make it artificial uh, like that. I wish they'd leave the bases alone. The ghost runner is still ridiculous. However, however, there is one change that for about 10 years I've been screaming for, and that's the pitch clock. I know that players are frustrated uh, in the early going of spring training. Batters, you know, Manny Machado spoken out about it. I think when the players get used to it, I don't think the pitchers are going to have any issues whatsoever. We already saw Wandy Peralta, the Yankees, strike out three guys in 20 seconds. Uh, Verlander works fast. He's going to love it. Scherzer's going to love it. DeGrom's going to love it. All these guys are going to love it. I'm telling you, it's more on the hitters getting in there. You know, quit itching your your, your junk. Quit adjusting your batting glove. Quit, you know, uh, seeing if there's something on your nose. Get in there and freaking let's get, let's get ready. Let's hit and let's get the pace of the game going. Because after all, the length of the game I don't think is the problem. I think it's the game within the game, the pace of the game inside it, from inning one to inning nine and beyond, that's the problem, not the three, three and a half hours. Everything's just about three and three and a half hours in sports, as you know, but the game inside the game is much faster. There's entertainment, all that sort of stuff. Even young baseball players don't even want to watch baseball right now, and that's a sad thing. Give me your thoughts on the changes. Give me your thoughts on pitch clock, and then go beyond that, if you will, James, in terms of you know, maybe some other storylines, some teams you like, division winners. You want to give me a World Series winner? Have at it. Go across the board. Give me your uh, state of the union on the game here going in. I like uh, I like what they're doing with the pitch clock. I'm not a I I'm with you on the ghost runner. I can't stand that rule. I'm kind of sad that it it's fake baseball. A permanent thing now. Yeah, it's fake whatever. baseball, right? Once you, I mean, it's fake. You know. It's uh, well, it's kind of you know there are certain things you have to stick to as far as. Uh, you know, the history of the game, the yeah. tradition and, and that it just, it's changed too much, <laughs> but I do like the pace, uh, improving. I don't like a three and a half hour ball game. So if they get things done two and a half hours under three hours, I'm all for that. I like that you keep the game moving. I also think it's great that, you know, if people are having a problem with it, the first week of spring training, by the time you get to April, they, they'll have to have worked that out. No doubt. I also saw yeah. that um, players in uh, a number of the minor leagues are already used to it. They've been doing it for a while now. For sure. So, yeah. you know, the young guys probably won't even notice anything. They're, they've been doing it for a year or two or more. Um, it's some of the veteran guys, and they'll get used to it. The professional athletes, they'll deal with it. Yeah, and who do you like uh, team-wise this year? I mean, you know, Mariner-wise, Yankee-wise, you want to go National League? Uh, National League's loaded. AL seems to be top-heavy. Yankee-Astros, what do you got for me there? I'm looking at a National League East that's going to be a heck of a race. Battle. You have the yeah. Braves, you have the Mets, you have the Phillies. Um, I mean, the Phillies weren't supposed to get to the World Series last year, but they're stronger now, I think. Uh, you had Trey Turner. Oh. Uh, I like Andrew Painter a lot. I'm not sure he's, you know, I mean, it's kind of unfair to expect much from a kid who turns 20 the first week of the season. Um, but I think he could do it. He could at least contribute more than a guy like, uh, he's probably going to steal Bailey Falter's job, which is a, a huge upgrade in my eyes. Um, that's a really strong team, but the Mets and Braves, that's going to be a great race. Um, 
So I, I can't even predict who's going to win that race, let alone the pennant. But let's say uh, I think the pennant winner comes out of that division. I don't think the Dodgers are as strong. Um, you know, losing Turner and then Gavin Lux his replacement yeah. that really hurts. Kills him. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I think so, the pit, you know, and, and with the Dodgers, the Dodgers just strong. to Go throw ahead. to throw that in there too with the Dodgers, I think their pitching's down too. You know, I mean, we don't know what Walker Buehler is going to you know come back and do. You know, Kershaw's basically on the way out. They don't have a really strong staff. No, I think uh, it's it's really hard to stay at the top uh, for as long as, as they have. And then, you know, they let some guys go, which I think were calculated. Uh, you know, it seemed like a good idea. If you want to weigh the benefit of keeping some older guys around, like uh, sure. the Turners. Uh, you know, I mean, Trey Turner is a big loss. I'm not sure Justin Turner's is as much of a loss. Yeah. Uh, but it it's really hard to maintain that top level. And they were really good for um, quite a few years in a row. There. Yeah, yeah. They've been to multiple World Series and a bunch of division titles, and they spent about $3.5 billion the last eight years, but they only have one World Series to show for it. So, um, you know, for some reason or another, and I know this is going to come across as completely and utterly irresponsible, but when the Yankees spend money, they're ruining the game, but the Dodgers, Padres, and Mets do it, and it's like this great story. And I just... I get so tired of the Dodger narrative because they've been spending that kind of money for years, you know, so uh, it drives me a little wild. And the Padres have gone from, you know, the poor welfare Padres to like a superpower in big market. Uh, the game is wild. The game's still great. I wish it was uh, as great as it used to be when you and I were kids, man, and hopefully the analytics disappear a little bit. Um, I think there's a place in the game for them, but I, I think it's gotten a little out of control. And I'd like to get back to playing baseball. You know, lay down a bunt. Let's uh, let's do some hit and runs. I love home runs as much as anybody. But let's start playing the game, you know, the way it used to be, right? Let's blend it all together and uh, and, and see real baseball, right, James? That's what we want. Well, I think you're going to see some changes in the way things are played this year. I think the bases, it's not just the size of the bases, which may help a little bit, but the limit on the um, pickoff throws, That's it's going to result in more action on the bases. Um I don't know if that'll play into bunting, but it could play into some hit and run. When you know that the pitcher's already used his two uh, disengagements, um, yeah. that really opens things up. You're going to be taking a heck of a lead over there. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of cat and mouse there. Um, it's going to be an interesting season. Yeah, it's going to be great. Major League Debuts, it's the new book. Go get it. Major League Debuts 2023, the paperback. And, of course, you can get it on Amazon.com, local bookstores. And uh, I got to tell you, James Bailey's done a great job with this thing. It literally is detailed bios and full career stats for all 303 players to debut in the big leagues in 2022. James Bailey is the author. Again, local bookstores, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and online where books are sold. James Bailey is the author. Go get the book, read it, get ready for baseball. Thanks, James. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.